You are listening to the Confident Girl Podcast. This podcast is your go-to for learning ways to be more confident, fearless, and self-loving. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty, and my vision is to create a world where everyone is empowered to love themselves and achieve anything that they desire. It's Lisa Thompson, founder of Self Love Beauty and your host of The Confident Girl. Thank you so much for tuning in today to another awesome episode. We are going to be talking about how to cultivate confidence in a group setting. Yes, you heard that right. We are going to be talking about having confidence in a group setting, which I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's so easy to just be that quiet person. Sometimes it's um, very nerve-wracking to be yourself around people that you don't know. It's stressful. Um, you're just not sure if they're gonna you're gonna fit in or if you should be as confident as um, you normally are so our guest today is Julia and let me tell you I met her oh geez it had to have been 2015 I would say 2014 sometime around then and we have just evolved our relationship we've seen each other grow in so many different ways taken so many different paths with our careers and i'm so pumped to have her on the show today um so julia take it away and tell us about yourself thank you lisa i'm so excited to be here i'm super um pumped here developing this podcast i've always been a huge going on over the years I cannot believe it's you're probably right it's probably been about since 2014 that is crazy uh but I love it um and that's just a testament to what to what you are growing and and the contribution that you're making as well uh so thank you thank you for thanks thanks for doing (laughs) what you're doing and thanks for having me um so I have been uh both a life and business coach gosh I started I started focusing mainly on relationships. Back, that's how we met through uh, my website as well, the Self Love Formula. Um, back in 2014 was when I started, and it's evolved. Like you say, our our, our paths have evolved over the years. Um, and so, really, who I really support are female female entrepreneurs or business owners that, um, or just or general. Uh, they're usually they happen to have their, usually happen to have their own business, but that are going through a life or career transition. So either you are scaling your business or you are, you know, running up against the same relationship patterns and really are like, I am done. I am ready to change this. Finally, 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 um, I will help you support. I will help you walk through that transition, right? Because one of the hardest things uh, when you are going through a shift um, is really like understanding the nuances and like the journey of what that looks like. Um, and so many things come up, uh, in the process that no, not everybody's really talking about. Um, and so I am there to kind of be your best friend, your very wise <laughs> support best friend through that process. I, I have a great time and, and my clients, I just love, I love seeing the breakthroughs that we, that we can get there. But Really my, you know, where I think where you and I are very similar and where we came together is just really uh, this focus and passion for empowering women um, of all ages. And so that is, this is one of the ways that I do that through helping women go through transition. 
Awesome, awesome. And yes, um, please check her out. Seriously, it's just been so great to see how, you know, you've taken um, what you've learned over the past years and continue to help people with empowerment. So first off, thanks for that. We always love having empowering women on the show. Uh, so kind of back to our, our topic of the day, which is about, you know, how to have confidence in a group setting. So Take us back to a time maybe in your life where you didn't have that confidence in a group setting and like how that made you feel and you know, what did you do to over time to learn from that? Absolutely. So um, I think the biggest thing, the biggest surprise that people have always said about me is that uh, when I, <laughs> when I confess that I'm an introvert <laughs> and they, they don't believe me, they're like, no, you're totally extroverted. And I'm like, nope, that was a learned skill. I had to teach myself how to be extroverted in a social setting, in a group setting, because actually was required of one of the jobs that I had a few years back. And specifically that was being in media. So uh, before I was a coach, I lifestyle editor and I had been for many, many years, but there was one particular job where it was being social and being, um, you know, interacting with clients, interacting with media and publicists and, um, you know, people that celebrities, people that I was, that I was interviewing. Um, there was a huge social component to this job and I was not like 18 year old. Julia was not (laughs) extroverted at all. She couldn't work a room. Uh, she was super, I walked around with a lot of self doubt because I wasn't sure one, I had a, a major fear of being misunderstood. And so the way that I handled that when I was younger was to just not say anything. Cause if you don't say anything, then nobody can misunderstand you. Um, I, yeah, I had a huge fear of being misunderstood and then some, you know, typical fears of like being rejected and like, would I say the right thing? Would I not say the right thing? Um, and so my, my kind of approach when I was younger was to just like observe, right. And, and not participate. Um, and what ended up happening is it kind of backfired a little bit in a group setting when you are not participating and everybody else is participating, you get perceived as at least for me, it was like being aloof or, um, which I found, you know, people would tell me this years later and it would, you know, I'd, I would be sad about this. They would say it was like, Oh, we didn't think that you like wanted to engage with us. We didn't think that like you were interested in engaging with us. And that sucked because that was like literally the opposite. I mean, I was just, I was so excited to, you know, to be around, uh, people. And I do love, I do love the collaborative nature of things and interact interactivity. So Going through this job, I mean, I was in a new city. I was in a new market. I didn't know anybody. I had to make friends and develop relationships really, really quickly. It, the success, my success in my career was dependent on it. And so what I did was I drew on like one of my uh, kind of one of my talents, which is humor And I just humor and emotional intelligence, which we can kind of get into because that's how I've ended up where I am today. Um, And I really went into the situation with just how can I make people have a good time? How can I, how can I show up um, and, you know, say things or interact with folks that allow them to feel good about who they are and where they are um, and, you know, draw that out or maybe be, you know, comic relief or whatever. 
Um, and that was kind of my approach. And I, <clears throat> I, it also helped that I was a writer and editor because what I had, what I did for a living was talk to people or interview people. And so I got really good at asking other people questions. And so it was, it was about kind of, um, it, it was about not, not necessarily making it about me or my self doubt or my low confidence, but I think, um, you know, if you are going through something, you can almost assume that somebody else is also going through that same thing. So who knows? Maybe the other people in the in the group or in the event that I was at were also feeling like maybe some social anxiety or I don't know if I need, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about this interview or I'm nervous about, you know, interacting with folks. And so my approach was let's make them feel comfortable. Let's make let's create like, a you know, a safe, fun environment or container in which they can kind of interact, make everybody feel calm and, and comfortable. And, and then we go from there. Awesome. And so basically what I'm getting out of that is if you have some type of skill in some sense, like you were saying, like yours is around humor and emotional intelligence. And so like, you know, some people are really good at asking questions. Some people are making com- people feel comfortable. All those little things like finding that niche that you might have will help someone in a group setting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was about, um, so the emotional intelligence piece component of it, and you don't have to be an expert in EQ or an emotional intelligence to do this. I mean, there's a, there's a basic human, we all, we all want the same things, right? We want to be liked. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. So if you even just draw from some of those and kind of have, so all emotional intelligence really is, is being able to like, it's self-awareness. Yes. But it's also being able to understand how other people are feeling in a situation. Um, and so if you can kind of put yourself in their shoes and understand, okay, you know, what do they want out of this? How do they want to feel through this, by the end of this exchange or the end of this group dynamic or the end of this team meeting or what, you know, whatever the situation is, how do they want to feel? What's that goal for them, right? Nobody wants to feel rejected. Nobody wants to feel belittled. Nobody wants to feel unheard, mm-hmm. right? They want to feel all the opposite things. So how can I, if I'm, since I'm contributing to this group dynamic, how can I create those feelings for them, those positive feelings for them? And I love that you're saying that because I think one thing that we do as humans, most of us want to make someone feel good. We are always right. concerned about everybody else. So maybe it's taking that next step of like, okay, asking yourself those questions to make it even better, make it more comfortable. And, you know, like you said in the beginning, like you you sat back and you observed and you realized that that wasn't helping you. And probably a lot of people listening in have been in those situations. Um, and I feel like sometimes too, I just was quiet because I didn't want to look dumb. Like mm-hmm, I didn't totally. ask the wrong thing because sometimes you're in a room with a all men or you're with all these high power women and you don't want them to look at you and be like, Oh, you're like, we all look bad because of you type of thing. And, right. and really at the end of the day, like, I tell people at every age this is at one point in our lives, we have all gone through that. Like those women and those men in the room have all been in our shoes at one point. And so reminding yourself that 
they felt that way too. Like you said, like at one point, some like someone has been feeling what you're feeling or is at the exact same time. So bringing yourself into the conversation and bringing who you are in just makes such a difference. And um, and kind of off that, like I think too, one thing that I've learned is be personable. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard for some people to do, but like sometimes when I feel like eh, I can't contribute without feeling dumb so maybe I can say something personal and then from there it draws that confidence back in us because we get to be ourselves and so I would really you know anybody listening in to really like you know take on what we've both said of like you know find that skill per se that works for you in a room you know and and even too like my boss would always say to me um you know years ago is if you are nervous to say something, go be that person at the front of the room that's the writer. Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. stand up and go do something so that you still look like, you know, you want to be part of the team, even if like, right. you're still lost for words, because that's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like one of the things that I always say you can use as a default, if you don't know what to say from like a contribution standpoint, ask questions. That's great. People love to, if it's, if it's a one-on-one conversation or even a group, people love to talk about themselves. Um, but also if it's in like a team dynamic, you're continuing the conversation and you're showing, that's another way that you're showing that you're interested in showing that you're engaged. I love that. And so I think we've all had that moment too where, okay, we're quiet in a meeting, but that take us back to that hour before that meeting when you're looking at your calendar and you're like, oh crap, I have to go into this meeting. A, you start getting the butterflies or you start getting anxiety or you start getting stressed. Like what should someone do? Because they, they're going to have to build that confidence because they can't just cancel that meeting. They, if they want to grow, they have to go to those things sometimes. That's funny. I, I wish we all just had like a cancel. We could just all cancel a cancel button, like the Staples Sorry, easy button. Not in the mood today. The, yeah, not, not, we're not going to do this today. Um, so the brain is a beautiful thing in that it's very flexible and, and uh, you can kind of uh, reprogram it, right? So what I always uh, like to let people know or remind people of is emotions are just information. They don't, you they don't control you. You control them. So if you're having anxiety that's coming up before meeting, um, what that is, is you're kind of like fear-based, you know, our, our brain, biologically, our brain is just always trying to protect us. And so it doesn't know the difference between that meeting and like a saber-toothed tiger from way back in the day. Like, like all it's registering is a threat, right? And your emotions are just telling you, okay, I feel threatened right now. Um, so the first thing first is to understand that like emotions are fleeting and it's just information that that's just like, okay, I, I feel, uh, there's a fear that's coming up around that. So, so letting, letting it like pass through you rather than holding on to it. Cause what we do is we hold on to the emotion and that for that full hour that like, like, let's say the, the meeting, uh, the calendar thing pops up an hour beforehand and that fear response like kicks in. And then for that whole hour, you're just like festering and festering and festering. And you're like, ah, no. So just let it like kind of move through you. And the way you can do that is like, you can like tap into another emotion. So you can go take a walk. You can go uh, do some like deep breathing exercises at your desk. 
Um, but also what the most, one of the most powerful things is, is to associate a different emotion with this, with the same behavior that's causing the fear. So think back to when you like crushed a meeting before, like when was the last presentation that you did, or maybe the last inter job interview that you had, or the last conversation with your manager or whatever, that it went really, really well. Well, it went really, really well because you know what you're doing. And you're smart, you're intelligent, you're capable, and you've done it before, um, for the most part. Even if you're in a new job, you have done something similar where you have stood up in front of a group, or you have presented, or you have made a case for something, right? If, you've if, if anybody is, if you've been on a job interview, you have made a case for something, a case for why you're good for the job. So go back to that moment where you did something similar and it was a wild success because we want to pull those emotions into it and start associating this upcoming meeting or this upcoming presentation with those same feelings. And then what you can end up doing is taking those same feelings and visualizing this new meeting going really, really, really well. I love that. And I think I need to start practicing. <laughs> like when you were saying fear, it's like, you're right. Like we all have this, um, you know, fear of reduction, fear of just messing up and stuff. But like, I think, I think we forget sometimes that everybody else in the room is human too. And totally. I mean, maybe someone has 20 years more experience than you, but they might be brand new to their job too. And they're feeling the exact same way. Um, we used to think a lot, I, I think we see celebrities and we see like CEOs of companies and we just think like, oh my gosh, like I'm so intimidated by them, but they're human. They still put their pants on the same way we do. They still, you know, like pizza and like to sleep in and they have fears too. And I think that that's another thing is um, one thing that I've always tried to remind myself is the more humanized you make people, the more confident you're just going to be in who you are. And that right. is good. Like. I make the best connections with those, with people because when they personalize and humanize me, I feel so much more myself. And so I have to do that to other people too. Absolutely. And like, and understand if it's, if it's in a professional setting, uh, you were hired for a reason they didn't make, you're not there by mistake. I think we always kind of like, forget that, right? Like maybe like we have imposter syndrome that comes up or we feel like a fraud or whatever. And it's like, no, somebody made a decision to put you there for that role, for that job to do this, uh, because they know, and they already believe in you that you are capable. So just draw on that. I, I call, I, you, can, you can borrow somebody else's belief in you if you don't have it yourself, right? Borrow it until you can get it yourself, exactly. cultivate it yourself. And I, I love that you say that, you know, we were, uh, you know, we, we got the job for a reason. Someone believed in us enough. And I think sometimes it's, it's hard for us to remind ourselves that, um, you know, we might be a certain age, but we're, it doesn't matter your age, you're able to do so many different things. And so that's something that I've even learned too. I'm like, how, how am I like, I'm still 22. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Like you're a lot older than 22, but like in our heads, we're still little children and we're not, you know, we're, we're adults. We're making these great decisions with our lives. Um, and so someone else is trusting us too, because again, everybody gets resumes in all the time. So like being chosen, you know, take that as a leap of faith too. And, um, I think one cool thing that I've always learned from leadership too, and like when you went back to like asking questions, um, people respect that a lot. And it's, and sometimes it's, 
you might not know and like you said like maybe you don't have a lot to say for the conversation but asking the questions it really does open up a lot and um one thing that I've always done is um when I wasn't sure or confident I would actually write down four questions before the meeting mm. to just the why the like okay let's take us back to strategy you know those types of quick things that we know that leadership is needing but sometimes they go down rabbit holes too so maybe right. pulling pu- pulling people out too and then they're gonna be like oh wow this girl or this guy has confidence in themselves and you're like not 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 today but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get there and then every meeting is gonna get better but like back to your point about um you know putting that thought process in our heads before we have those meetings of like the last time that you crushed it I think that that's really such a great example to show us that like we've been there we've done these great things before we've also been fearful before so like what do we want to do about the situation I mean because at the end of the day it's up to us right absolutely yeah and and you're saying like you face probably similar fear or the same exact fear before and you moved through it and nobody died and not only that, but you just delivered a fantastic presentation and maybe you even got a promotion, you know, you yeah. like, right. Or you, or maybe that's because you did such a good job that last job and that's how you ended up at this one that you're currently in. So on like, we always collect then we, we do such a good job of collecting the negative evidence, the evidence for like why we are not good at something, um, or why we won't be good at something. And we almost always, uh, ignore the positive evidence of like when we actually did we were very successful um and if you start to pay attention to the pot and collect the positive evidence you will start to see that there's actually a lot more of that than there is the negative stuff i love that so true so true and even in the world like if you think about there's so much positive in the world we focus so much on the negative and i was just with a news reporter a little bit ago and we were talking about how she does lifestyle shows now and she said because the media has just sucked so much like they just talk so negative that I wanted to bring something to real life and I wanted to share all these amazing stories and I'm like yes exactly like that's what we need to be doing so like you know even doing that with your confidence is just as important all internally um so I have a question if you know we're about to close out here and what what would if there's two things you want anybody to take away from today what are those two things I'm putting you on the spot The two things. So um, you are always in command would be number one. You are always in command, right? And that's because you have ownership uh, of your own internal processes, your thoughts, your emotions, the pro- like, you know, kind of the emotional roller coaster that you go through when you're about to step into a high pressure situation in a group. But you are in command. And I think um, understanding that and yes, feel the feelings, feel the fear, but don't let it consume you. Don't hold on to it. You, you run the show. They don't run you. I think that is like the biggest thing because what ends up happening is we will let the emotions run away with us. Like, and, and then, then our emotions start making the decisions for us instead of us. Right. Um, and then, then all bets are off. After yep, that. Yep, I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, number two is, um, I think going back to what I had said in the beginning, which is like, uh, you, everybody is, share, is sharing this human experience. So, you know, so the, the, the quickest way to feel the thing that we want to feel or to get the thing that we want to get is to give it. So if we want love, if we want to feel love, give love. 
Because in the act of giving, you're still feeling. So if you want to feel confident, then help other people in that dynamic or in that group or in the meeting feel confident. Questions will help you do that. Um, because it will prime somebody to be able to contribute and, and give an answer, right? And in the same breath, you're also collecting information that will allow you to then say something intelligent or, or spark an idea that you have and then make a contribution. So if you, whatever you want to feel, the quickest way to feeling that is to actually give it. So figure out a way uh, to give, to allow other people in the group to also feel confident. Awesome. So recap. You are in command, and if you want to feel something, you know, you got to give it. I love those two, and I think the you are in command thing is sometimes we just don't even realize that we are the ones in control of the situation. Um, it's hard. It's totally hard. It takes us out of the comfort zone, but it's it's a beautiful thing. Once you start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and because. Oh, no, it's, it's all, you're always going to have uncomfortable situations, so you might as well start getting used yep, to it. exactly. For the rest of our lives, it just doesn't stop. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our show, our podcast today. Um, we always love talking to amazing women like you, and so everybody listening, thank you for joining us. Um, if you check out the description, you will find Julia's um, site, and you can learn more about her as well as her Instagram. Um Again, thanks for tuning in and always following the Confident Girl podcast. We have so many great people coming in 2019 that are going to be guests. And check out selflovebeauty.com if you haven't noticed. We are growing because of you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we have some great events coming up online and in person. So check those out at selflovebeauty.com slash 2019 events. Um, we'll check you guys later. Have a great day and remember to be the best person you can be. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. For more resources on confidence and self-love, visit my website at selflovebeauty.com. If you have a story or you are inspired by one of these podcasts, email me at info at selflovebeauty.com. I always love hearing from you and being able to inspire even more people. Again, remember to continue to be the best confident person you can be. Thank you.